Welcome to the Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast. You are now listening to the Hot Take Hot Box. Welcome to the Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast. You are now listening to the Hot Take Hot Box. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast. Hot Take Hot Box. My name is Matt McSweeney. We are joining you fresh off of a non-UFC weekend, which is not good for people like me and Ty. We have nothing to do. We have no social lives or anything like that. So we kind of just sit around. Well, you know, we, we I, you know, I personally watch Hasbulla and Abdul Razik uh, like press conference highlights. I don't know what you do. Um, Beat your meat. I I I don't know. I don't want. I don't want to speculate. But yeah, no. Listen, we're fresh. <laughs> we got to stop doing these Friday episodes. I just I, I have too much uh, dumb shit to say. Ty, how are you feeling today? We are coming uh, fresh into a UFC Paris or Paris, uh, however you'd like to say a card with, that is headlined by Cyril Gan, who is a Frenchman, and Ty Tuivasa, who is not a Frenchman. But Ty, how are you feeling today? Pretty good. Pretty good. It's been a while. It seems like it's been forever. I mean, I, I we kind of needed some time off, yeah. But well, you know, like you said, didn't know what I was doing. I was just sitting at home watching uh some Netflix. Refresh, um, recharge, ready to go. But it's Nazardine Imavov fight week, so I'm always excited for that. That's yeah, my and boy. that thing's buried on this. And um, I'm honestly really excited to, speak, to talk about this uh, Stephanie Eger fight. I have a lot to say about this other chick. There you go. Yeah, uh, uh, Aileen. Eileen Perez, Uruguay's own. Listen, we're going to get into it all. This is a card that had a bunch of different fights. Fights have been moved all around. As of now, we have 12 scheduled bouts. I didn't see anyone miss weight. I'm sure someone did. Nope. No? Nope. Well, there you go. The only thing I would say of note is like I think Cyril Gon's like 245 and Toy Voss is like 266 or two, you know, whatever the limit is. Interesting. But I don't know if that's going to really matter. Is... uh. I mean, I guess Harry Hunsucker was the replacement. I guess he's not going to be needed for uh, this for this yeah. weekend, unfortunately. But they told him to show up to the wrong arena. Fucked yeah, up. he's he's in a, he's in a, uh, Albuquerque, New Mexico, right now at the uh, local arena, just sitting outside, weighing in, waiting, waiting for his yep. opportunity. <laughs> Excuse me. Let's get into it right right away. What? Why not? Uh, Cyril Gon is ten and one. He is the favorite in this fight against Tai Tuivasa. <laughs> He is a minus five fifty favorite on the on this fight, and I don't, I truly don't understand why it's that much. I get he should be a favorite. I would have thought, it, just thinking about it, around minus three hundred ish. I, in order for Gon to win, you probably think it's going to be a decision, correct? No, not I mean, I'm not saying he couldn't like get him out of there, but like you, you would say his easiest path to victory is kind of a uh, point fight, sort of touch him from the outside and stay away from him. Because I mean, I, I, I mean, if he wants to get into a little bit of a scrap or a war, I think that's that lends into what Tui Vasa wants to do. Uh, you're saying he probably could sub him or get him onto the ground or something like that. I, I think if he take him, takes him down, it's probably over right away. I think he can finish him with ground and pound like he did to Derek Lewis. I think he can uh, – I don't how many – I think he only has a couple submissions. Arm triangle, uh, rear naked – like, he, I think he can do whatever he wants. I think he can do whatever he wants standing up, too. I mean, uh, he's got, like, an eight-inch reach advantage. He's, what, only a couple inches taller, but he just he, – he moves around so well. He's so quick. He's so light on his feet. Tides of has, a, you know, some big bombs, but um, 
he gets hurt. He's not good going backwards. Uh, you know, he's not good if he's slowed down with kicks, which I think Cyril Gon's going to do right away, front kicks to the knees, calf kicks, this and that. I mean, the guy got rocked and almost put out by Greg Hardy. You know, he almost has a, a, a round one first-minute L to Greg Hardy, almost. So he did um, He did end up getting him out of there. And ever since then, I mean, he's, you know, he's honestly gotten a lot better, I think, Toy Voss. Once he, once he stopped, um, it was right after, right, right before that three-fight losing streak he went on when he had those um, – there's a couple the first couple wins. Shout out to James McSweeney. Shout out. Um, and he, got, I think he just got too far ahead of himself. You know, he was doing the shoeies, and it was when he first got on the scene, and everyone thought he was cool. He was on the uh, two Yoel undercards, and you know, so people like they saw him a lot. But then he took three tough L's, and you know, he was partying a lot and this and that. He didn't take shit serious, <clears throat> and ever since he has five in a row, you know, and um, you know. I really don't value any of those five guys he's beaten. Stefan Struve, Harry Huntsucker, Greg Hardy, Augusta Sakai, Derek Lowe's. I think Derek Lowe's and Sakai are, are, are done. Um, and the other three are out of the UFC. So it's like, I, I don't want to hate on him. You know, he's, he's gotten the job done and uh, kind of quickly in, in, in a couple of those. But Sierra Gon's way different, man. Way, way different. Uh, I mean, he was cruising to an easy win over Francis and Gano. I don't know if anybody remembers that. Um, and then Francis turned into Khabib Nurmagomedov. Which is the craziest thing ever, man. When he put those hooks in, I was losing my mind. Fucking losing my mind. Couldn't believe it. Um, I know his knee was fucked up, but Cyril Gaon was cruising, man. I, I just, he hasn't really looked, you know, bad. And I, other than, you know, what Francis is doing, Tied to Ivasa won't be able to do that. I do agree with the power. And, you know, I think it's heavyweight, obviously. Anybody can be hit. I just think, you know, he hits hard too. And he's way quicker. He's got that movement. Distance control. He he pretty much has every advantage in this, but I guess you know I wouldn't count to- Toivasa out. But I got gone sub. I'm with you. I'm right. I'm that's what I'm riding with. Uh, I I obviously like we like to do here. We got to lay out the path for the other guy. But listen, you're gonna give me minus five hundred. We obviously there's nothing to play on the money line here. Uh, if you're gonna bet Toivasa, you might as well just take the TKO prop at plus six fifty six hundred. Because that's yeah, he's not winning a decision in theory. I mean, he he's just not. It's not even in theory. Like he's there's a, no reasonable way I could see him winning a decision. Now he's going to win a dominant five round decision with <laughs> seven takedowns. Imagine all that. But yeah, I, I can imagine this uh, being a club and sub sort of situation where he hurts him on the ground, or uh, I mean, maybe he's just able to take him down and, and uh, attacks the grappling aspect of this. I worry, you know, I, I hate doing, I mean, inside the distance is minus 150. That's too much for me to lay. I don't like doing it, that. It's just Tuivasa, man. What, what, what's the deepest he's gone into a fight and won the second round? Like, and early in the second round, you know, he went to a decision with Blago even up, but he got, he lost that decision, uh, that decision. I know he beat Arlovsky in a decision, but he doesn't really, you know, when, when Junior had him in the second round, he was, he was dead. Same with Spivak when Spivak arm triangled him. He was tired, man. He gets tired quick. I think that still could be an issue, especially with the pressure that Gon's going to have, you know. But I, I guess I could just see Gon, you know, bouncing around in place. I mean, I guess that could happen, you know. And I, but it's in France. I think he's going to be motivated. I think he's going to come out here and you know he's going to have the crowd on his side, um, which might not matter against Toivasa, you know. But I think he's going to get it done pretty early-ish, second, third round, I'd say maybe. And you're going sub plus four hundred. Yeah, I like it. I mean, like you said, he's probably going to knock him out. You know, once I lock in the sub bet, or once I lock in the knockout bet, he'll sub him. Or if I do both, he'll de- he'll get DQ, the uh, DQ'd. 
something. Something, whatever I bet is going to go the opposite. It just happens, but <laughs> that's uh, that's what I'm going with. I'm rolling with you, dude. Uh, I, I just Get I just it. like that uh, plus 400. The values there, and I, I just yeah, like I mean, I don't, wouldn't blame you for betting a TKO. And like I told you, I hate. I want to preface this, everyone. This is one that we could get cooked on, where we, yep. you know, where we have the sub and he has him on the ground. He's going for like a guillotine, and then he just starts beating the side of his head in, and that's it. Cash your plus yeah. one fifty TKO uh, tickets and rip well, up I got your heel fucking four hundred. Yeah, see, I could see Find something crazy like that. Give me my plus four hundred. Give me my sub, and let's get out of there. And let's let's take that money. Let's bet it all on plus five eighty on Notre Dame, and let's keep it rolling for a nice Saturday uh, afternoon. Do Don't do that. But. I'm just kidding, but. <laughs> Uh, how about this? We got Whitaker and Vittori. They could cover. Maybe. Uh, I doubt it. Uh, Whitaker minus 225, 250 on FanDuel, 205 on DraftKings. So a lot of different numbers here. Vittori is plus 175, 180, uh, plus 190. I really like Whitaker here. Yeah. I was, I was hoping you'd say that. I'm, I, I would. Let's like I I think I, I would be very confident to parlay Edgar Whitaker, Edgar Whitaker, Edgar Whitaker for plus one hundred four money. I think they both. We'll get to the Stephanie Edgar side, but I think I don't know. Man, I just think you know Robert Whitaker's probably gonna have a day where he just falls off a cliff one day, and we're like, damn, dude, what the fuck happened? You know, like his yeah. style, his doesn't really do well. He's talking about moving up to two hundred five already, which uh, you know I don't know he. he He's still a good athlete, still a great athlete, but one day when he's not, when he loses at his uh, athleticism, he's going to fall off, man. Um, he's had a lot of just a lot of brutal injuries and a couple wars, too. Um, Vittori's durable, man. He's relentless. He starts out hot. You know, he, he's coming out here like a meathead, uh, angry and ready to take your head off, but he, you know, he's not going to finish him. Um, I don't think he's going to get a like He's, he's going to grind on him and get a decision if, if he wins. That's, that's his path. I think that Whitaker's better, way better on the feet, and I think he's going to be able to stuff his takedowns. If he gets him down, I think he's going to get back up. I don't think he's going to be able to keep him there. I mean, has anybody able to no. really been able to do that to Robert Whitaker? You know, I don't. I haven't seen that. Um, I'm not. I don't believe in Vittori. Uh, I just uh, I see him in there. I just you know yeah. I'm sorry. No, I I agree. I I mean what you know. What, what does he do? He just throws some anger, meatball aggression at you. You know, like yeah, he has a rear naked choke over Carl Roberson. That's that's literally it. So, and I guess a guillotine over some Alberto Uda. But I just I've never been big on him. You know, he's he's just kind of like he can beat some of these guys that he can take advantage of, like Kevin Holland's you know rest, uh, wrestling defense. And also he's way bigger, bigger and stronger, yeah. way bigger and way 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 stronger. I mean, he's a big dude. Uh, Paulo Costa. He can take him down and wear on. Paul Acosta has a, has a shit gas tank. Jack Romanson has a shit gas tank, and his defensive wrestling is garbage. Carl Roberson's, I mean, <laughs> just watch Carl Roberson fight. Uh, Andrew Sanchez, Cesar Freire. You know what I mean? Like, I think the worst matchup besides Izzy in this division is Robert Whitaker. So for that alone, it's only three rounds. For that, I I, I got Whitaker easy here. I think he probably wins a decision. You know, I, I, I don't know if he finishes. Um, Marvin Vittori, Marvin Vittori is... It's probably you know you're gonna have to hit him with an anvil. I think if you want to get him out of there, he's a he's a meathead. But I got Whitaker thirty twenty seven. Are you are you gonna take the decision? Probably not, but I don't see why not. You I think know? I'm gonna throw them both on there for mine. 
I think what, are the, uh, what you get it at? Well, minus 225. That's actually too much. I'm not laying that. I'm going. I'm taking that I, off. I, would, I could easily parlay it, I think. I think it's an easy parlay piece, but. So what's your like official, said, what's, in, what's the official since we're writing these down now? You're gonna go. You want to take the decision? So we're just keeping. You don't. We're just keeping these unit bet. Each bet is one unit for for the record. All right. Uh, yeah. Decision. I like it. So we're riding. We're riding together. We're riding this chariot together. Yep. All right. Uh, I like that. I like. I like. I like that. We're riding into war together. This is. This is how we win money, or we just bankrupt the uh, or the, die the trying. Strikes MMA podcast. Got to do what you got to do. You go out swinging, uh, just like your cousin's going to go out to swinging this weekend. Uh-oh. Alessio De Chirico, uh, an Italian brethren of yours, fighting Roman Kopilov. What do the odds tell you here, Ty? I think uh, I think it's dead dead one ten both ways on Bavada right now. Yep. Uh, damn, that's uh, I. I'll, I'll let you lead this one. Yeah, I I've never been a big uh, Roman Kopilov fan. But I think, you know, he's lost two in a row, and his, t- his losses haven't looked – they haven't aged well. You know, what, what's his best win? Well, he doesn't have one. So it's like – Well, I, you didn't like his win against uh, Yazubi Inamoto at uh, Fight no, Nights Global 91? I, I, nah, it, it, was, it wasn't that impressive. He hasn't won since you know? 2018, dude. <laughs> um, is getting older. Uh, I mean, that, that loss to Razak Al-Hassan is pretty rough, and – you know, it's been a year. Has a year layoff. Um, I, I, I kind of have some wish, issues with his uh, wrestling defense. I think Kapilov's the better wrestler. Uh, I think it's kind of a close striking match. I don't think Kapilov has can do the things Dihariko does. Like I think Kapilov will play around and get hit with a fucking left hook or a high kick. I think that could happen. Um, I don't really, I don't see the upside in Kapilov, but I do see the upside in Dihariko. Um, so just for that, I'm going to go Alessio, cousin of mine, DiHarico, or DiCirico. I'm not really sure how it's pronounced, sadly. Wow, and that's your cousin. That's that's fucking crazy. But, I heard uh, both. I'm going Kopilov. I just think this is kind of a Russian wrestling bet. I don't trust uh, DiCirico, DiCirico, uh, Mike Cherico. I don't try. I don't. I don't <laughs> trust any of this. So um, I'm going with. Mr. Kopilov, and I'm going to be mad about this if it doesn't hit. Simply, 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 simply. So you got money line minus 110, and let's keep it moving. Nazrat Hakparas, John Makdesi. Uh, John Makdesi came in looking exactly like Robert Whitaker uh, today during the weigh-ins. That's pretty crazy. The, this, these fights, by the way, are going to be in the afternoon tomorrow, for the record, everyone. Yep. Gonna be noon. Noon uh, start for the prelims. Uh, 3 o'clock start for the... Uh, what's it called? Main card. Couldn't think of that. Well, that's crazy. Uh, what do we say here? Let's see. Let me see what the odds tell me. Uh, we got Hawk Prost minus one or minus two twenty five. Mokdesi plus one ninety. I like Na- uh, Nasrat in this in this spot right here, but that seems like a lot. Yeah, I think the the issue on the Mokdesi side. He's old. He's had a year, like I think two years or a year and a half layoff. He's He's been off for a while. It was when he fought that uh, Bahamandas kid, so he almost lost that fight, which he shouldn't have. Um, I, I think Nasrat's way too quick. He has that big left. He doesn't, have, you know, it's kind of all he th- he'll throw sometimes. Um, I fell for the Nasrat trap when he fought um, Dan Hooker. 
I thought he was going to finish Dan Hooker. I thought Dan Hooker was ready to go out and die, and I thought he was going to be the one to do it, and he, he just he didn't at all. He lost that fight easily. Got taken down and shit like that. That was crazy. Yeah. So I don't I don't I don't believe in the Nasrat hype that there was even um <clears throat> even up until that and after the Dober fight where he got fucking cooked. Um he's still twenty seven, but I mean I just think he's too quick for McDessie. He's bigger, hits harder, way way quicker. I think he's a huge, huge speed advantage here. I think that's really gonna I think he's just gonna pepper him, be able to hit McDessie, but McDessie's really there to be hit a lot. Um, I think he should KO him, to be honest. I think he yeah, should finish Mike I'm, I'm going uh, Hawk Parast inside the distance plus 215 is my official prediction. Uh, he hasn't got to finish in a while, but he it was that overhand light left against um, Silva. Silva, who was a fraud. Joaquin Silva, I think. But yeah, still. I was in the building, I believe. Put that man. Oh, there sleep, you go. I think, yeah. If I remember correctly, that was in Newark. But. Plus 215, I, I, I don't hate that at all. I think MacDessie's done. So, what is your official? Are you putting that on the card? Um, you want to go to a decision, which is plus one twenty. No, I think it's out of there. All right, we're back. We're back together. This could be bad. This is not good. We are going <laughs> to lose a lot of money this weekend. <laughs> so, what is next? Here we have. Uh, now, this is when we start getting into the fucking... Well, there's a couple where, more where they sneak in here. This, but is where, this is where we're going into the jungle. We're, we're getting into the bench. weeds here with some of these yeah. uh, some of these fights, which uh, guys I've never heard of in my life. William Gomez, the Jaguar, as some people call him. He is making his UFC debut after a huge win at Aries FC uh, 7. Uh, that was headlined by uh, Abdul and Amuso. He, uh, was that was the uh, Lazy King. Who? Uh, Abdul Abdur uh, Abdul Abdul Abduragmanov. He's like sixteen and one. He's called the Lazy King. He's a fucking beast. Wow, he looks like a fucking G, dude. <laughs> He's good, man. He's gonna be the next one they signed from Aries. That's where they got Imavov. That's where they've gotten all these French fighters. That's where they're getting him, one hundred percent. You see, he's rocking that uh, whatever kind of hat that is. The he's a welterweight, of course. Of course, he's a welterweight. So we're just throwing him in that fucking pool when they sign him. But I guarantee they sign him. He's fighting uh, Jarno Ahrens, who I've heard a little bit about, but not too much. Uh, he's like a kickboxer, or he's just he's a stand-up a dual kickboxer. Is that what I heard? I heard something along those At least lines. At so, yeah. Uh, he's, he's plus one eighty, one eighty-five, one seventy, one sixty-two. So a lot of different numbers here, but uh, Gomi is minus two twenty-five to fifteen to ten. So. I don't like that. I don't like him. Uh, I don't like anyone making their debut. I mean, both these guys are making their debut, so I guess the number is appropriate. But what say you? Yeah, uh, this go me guy was supposed to fight Hen and Burrell. That would have been fucking crazy. Um, Hen and Burrell would have died. That would have been really bad. He's, that dude hasn't won a fight since 2015. Um, yeah, this dude, from what I've seen, he fought this dude, um, Tobias Harila. Uh, from Sweden on, um, I think it was an art in Ares. Yeah. yeah. He looked fucking Cage awesome. Warriors. It was in Cage Warriors. He looked awesome. I remember that. And then he kind of, he went, you know, he went to Hexagon MMA, whatever that is. And <laughs> all these other places. And I haven't really heard much from him. And, and in that fight against, uh, some 11 and five fighter, Jose Marcos, he didn't look great. So it's kind of like he's, he's kind of inconsistent. It seems 
I know he has two um, two losses, but they were kind of early in his career. You know, I mean, you, with some of these guys, especially these guys from France, you got to remember, um, it's the first time they went there, right? So, some a lot of these guys are going to be inexperienced. He's only twenty five, so you know, I I, I don't want to bet on this at all. I want I want to see how both these guys look. Aaron's is young too, though. He's twenty seven. Uh, he has more recent losses. Um, yeah, I don't think his competition was that good. Um, I watched his Brave CF fight. Didn't look great to me. Um, I think this dude, this dude uh, Gomi, should be able to finish him. He, he might gas out later, but uh, there's not really much I can go off of. So I think Gomi should get the finish. He's going to be at home. He's going to do it for him. You keeping this off the card, though? Viva France. Yeah, probably. Uh, what would even be... Gomi inside, the inside the distance is plus one twenty. That's not that's not enough for me to. Uh, yeah, it's just sit back and uh, enjoy. Yeah, not putting nets. it on the card, but I w- if I was gonna give you guys a bet, it would be the plus one twenty. But I'm keeping future champion at one forty five. I don't Gomi. A rule of the hot take hotbox shoulder strikes MMA podcast: Do not bet two guys making their debut unless you absolutely know what's gonna happen. And in this fight, we do not absolutely know what's gonna happen. Charles Jordan getting back in there pretty quickly. I mean, it wasn't that long ago that UFC Long Island card was. Fought Shane Burgos. Lost a close decision that I thought he should have won uh, against Nathaniel Wood here. This is a interesting spot for both of these guys. Nathaniel Wood, 18-5. and five. Charles Jordan, 13-5. and five. Kind of uh, similarly matched uh, you know, skill sets, you, you could say. I like Jordan here, but minus 150 for Jordan, plus 130 for Nathaniel Wood. Yeah, they were on the same card, right? I think so. Or Nathaniel Wood was... Uh... Yeah, that's right. He did. He did fight uh, Boston Strong. Oh, no, no. Crazy. He was on the England card. He was on the England card. It was like a week uh, like apart from each other. That's true. That's right. Okay. So they're both quick turnarounds. Yeah, it's um, not... I well, lo- this one was July was uh, the Charles Rosa one. And Jordan... God damn. I'd like to see when that one was. That was the 16th. Yeah, it was the week before that. So th- these are some quick turnarounds for these guys. Um, yeah, I don't love Nathaniel Wood at 145. I don't, you know, I, I didn't like the Rosen fight. I think Jordan, you know, he just handled a guy who's way bigger. Um, you know, between me and you, he won. Um, he's the same age as me. He's a little younger. He's, it's crazy. I, you know, when you kind of watch Jordan fight, he's, he's fought what now twice in a couple months. He fought like three times in 2021, a couple times in 2020. Like he, he's very active. Um, I feel like when he made his debut against Des Green, that was like 10 years ago, you know, but he's, he's still young. He's still getting better and better. Again, he should have won that Julian Rosen fight. He let it get away. Uh, and he, he should have won the burgers fight. So I think he's had a little unfortunate, you know, the, the Kula bell and the Feely fights were splits. Like he's had a little, a rough run at it. So I don't love Nathaniel Wood. I mean, he still goes by the prospect. You know, he's not a prospect anymore. He's like 30. Um, and he really hasn't gotten any momentum going, uh, when he got smoked by John Dodson, shout out to John Dodson, just got picked up his BKFC win, his debut. Um, he looked good. Shout out to Mike good. Perry, by the way, too, while we're there, while we're there on the BKFC. Yeah. He, BKFC, they're turning up. They are. Blue face, baby. <laughs> um, yeah, I just I think Jordan's a lot better than Nathaniel Woodier. I don't know if he finishes him or not. I think he could. Um, but either way, I think he, I, I feel very, very very confident in minus 150. I don't know if I'm missing something there, but I could be. Yeah, that might be my play of the night. Uh, I just something I, I I don't understand why it's that close. Uh, but maybe I maybe I'm missing something. 
I just feel I like mean, Jordan has gotten uh, – maybe it's just like where I buy into the hype sometimes of these guys, but he's just on a roll it seems like. Even a loss, he looked great in that loss. You know, like he just – it seems to me like he's constantly getting better and, I don't know, just constantly growing in the octagon. Uh, I don't know. I, yeah. I, I just like – I like what I see even, from him. Wood wasn't even a, a prospect at 135, and now he's moving up. I don't, you know, I, I don't buy into it. I don't buy into it either. So we are rolling again together. Uh, this is usually not like this, ladies and gentlemen, if this is the first time listening to the podcast. Uh, we usually have a lot of different stuff here. How about this, though? This is uh, – now we're getting freaky. This guy looks like a uh, like a like a Hodor version of Nick Diaz from his uh, tapology. <laughs> uh, Abasupian? Yep. Abusupian Magomedov, who is fighting out of uh, Germany. Abus is his nickname. 24 4 and 1. He is fighting Dustin Stoltzfus, who is a big time. Uh, a fan. We are a fan of Dustin Stoltzfus here on the uh, Hot Take Hot Box MMA Shoulder Strikes, MMA Shoulder Strikes, MMA podcast. So, Abus. Is minus two eighty five, <laughs> minus two fifty here. Uh, Stole Foods is plus two two thirty, one ninety eight is low on uh, Fanduel. Fanduel has different odds than everyone else, which makes absolutely no sense. But yeah, wish I could fucking access that. What Thanks say? What say you, Mister Capone, on this <laughs> one? I I, I don't uh, listen. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna let you lead it off. Yeah, I guess I uh, I guess I got a boost. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, he hasn't fought in a little bit. He hasn't fought in like two years almost, right? So, it was in KSW. Um, let's go, our favorite. Let's see who was on that card. The card was headlined by Phil DeFries. That dude was in the UFC. Then he went back to Poland, and now he's about to come back to the UFC. He's won like ten in a row. Oh man, the Poons was him. not on this card. He was not. Abu Supian was though. Um, and yeah, I mean he. He went out here and did his thing against a uh, you know some guy. He just fought a, a zero and zero fighter soon uh, recently, so that's like a concern. You remember he uh, he was on the PFL and he got smoked by Lewis Taylor with that left hook. Yeah, put the guns put the guns down, Lewis Taylor. What a nickname. Um, I forgot about that. Put Holy the shit, guns down. <laughs> Come on, man. We got to be better with these fucking nicknames, dude. Put the guns <laughs> I mean, down. He said he said put him down. Yeah, but then he's flexing. He's got him up. <laughs> well, he's going to put him down. He's going to put him down eventually, I think. Um, yeah, I don't like Dustin Soltzfus. The way he, like, his entries, man, they're so bad. Like, they're so bad. Thank God he was able to take Dwight Grant down. Dwight Grant's like a shell of himself. Because that was getting that was getting hairy for a second in the second round. Um, we cashed that money line, though. Yeah. I think Magomedov should win easily. The layoff is definitely a concern, though. Two years, you know, he just fought with Dwight Grant a couple months ago. So, um, he's definitely been more active. Abusupian, Abus, he's only 30, he's 32, but he's a big dude. And, uh, you know, he's from Dagestan. I mean, I think he should probably just smoke this dude. He's a better athlete, he's bigger, quicker. Uh, I can't imagine he's a worse striker. I, you know, I just, I would assume he's better just by being, having a pulse, you know. So, give me him. Yeah. Listen, I, I would reasonably tell you to stay, keep this off the card, but I'm not stay doing away. that. Uh, I'm going Abus uh, inside the distance. The boost is loose. Abus, the, the boost is loose. Let's go Abus inside the distance. Mm, plus 110. 
Bang. Hey, are you putting it on there? No. I love it. Boost. I T D plus one ten. So let's keep it moving. Uh, shout out to Aboos though. I mean that that's you got a big fan of me if you're able to get this done, Aboos. And that that this is these are all the prelims, by the way. I know everyone's shocked by to hear that. Uh, Faraz Zaim, who we have uh, we have faded, also made some money off of, but also faded and, and made some money off of. So he just got. Uh, Worked over by Terrence McKinney. Completely worked over. Uh, that that was a, a fight that we had. I believe you had a, a submission first round or something. You you cashed a crazy bet out the, that night. Yeah, I was close to a big parlay too, but McKinney did did, he, did his thing. Plus 700 sub. Te- Tesla parlays are always active here uh, on the podcast. Zaim is plus 165 against a man, Figlock. Michael Figlock? Yeah. Fig, Figlack? Figlack. Uh, he is a oh my goodness he's a he's the mad dog dude. He is the mad dog. He's fighting out of England. He is eight zero. He's coming from Cage Warriors. He just fought in July. Uh, lots of lots of decisions on here. Uh, you know, a couple early ground and pound punches uh, early on in his career. But he's got a loss to Jack Shore on the amateur scene. Uh, what say you here about this fight? I I don't like anything about this. Yeah, I don't know too much about. Mr. Figwack, but I do know he's 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 a mad dog. He's got a heavy grapple, heavy game. Like he he go, he gets after it, kind of a grinder. But I think that kind of fits fits really well here. Honestly, I think he gets matched up really well with Ferez Ziam. I mean, if Ziam wants to keep it standing. I think the Smile Killer probably has a uh, striking advantage. But uh, I don't know. I you know he didn't look that great against Luigi Vendramini. I You know I know he won, but. It was kind. Of, it was getting kind of dicey. Still has a loss to Don Madge. Uh, the Malarkey win looks good, but I think he. I think he. I mean, he got taken out quick against McKinney. He, the, you know, McKinney will take a lot of guys down. He's one of the best fighters ever. You know, in the first ninety seconds. But I know where you're going with that. Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah. Listen, to that. had to had to throw that in there, right? Um, I, yeah, I didn't like his takedown defense that in, in that fight. I think this dude Figlack probably. Probably does his thing wrestling. Probably stays on him. So give me Fig Lack. I'm not going to bet anything. I don't. You know, I haven't watched much about of him. I yeah. I, I'll pick Fig Lock, but I'm not putting it on my uh, card. Let's just say that I'm not taking him with that much juice. Fair enough. Uh, maybe an inside the distance uh, would be like a fun bet that I'm not going to advise, but I'll probably take it on my own personal accord. Inside the distance, and on this one is plus three thirty. So yeah, like that's something I would like to have some fun with, but not giving you that that as an official pick here on the Sugar Strikes MMA podcast, ladies and gentlemen. So Joaquin Buckley, Nasruddin Imavov. This is this is our boy right here. We love Imavov on this podcast. He is a considerable favorite here in this one, minus two forty. Joaquin Buckley plus two hundred two hundred five. I I'm gonna just go out and say I like Imavov. Uh, I don't know if he's gonna be able to get him out of there. I'm going to bet that he does, but uh, I'm gonna go Imavov plus, inside the distance plus one twenty for my official pick. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm, I'm hoping Imavov took a nice step up in his last fight. He's only twenty six. Uh, you you remember the uh, the amount of snipers that we've had in the UFC fight this month. Well, we have another one with the Russian sniper with the French flag. I know a little confusing, 
Um, it's been about a year since he fought a Shabazi and he took care of him. I don't think he's fighting somebody who's going to quit the way Edmund Shabazi will quit or the way that Ian Heinish gave up. I think Buckley's tougher than both of them. Big step up, but it's been a year. I think he's probably gotten a lot better. Uh, if you watch some of his Ari's fights, you know he was getting he was getting pieced up a little bit by Jonathan Munir, and then he fucking took advantage. Got better when he fought Jordan Williams. Got better when he fought Phil Halls. It was just kind of a a, a tough fight for him. Tough fight for him in that Halls fight, and even in the Heinrich fight, he was getting hit a little bit in the first round. But the second round, he he started uh, <coughs> unloading, and then he hit him with a knee, and he was, that was it. He's dangerous, man. I think he's going to sub sub um, Buckley here. I think he's going to get him in a. They're going to get in the clinch, and I think he's going to take advantage, maybe trip him or something. I think his his wrestling is better. Um, he uses some of the best elbows, some of the best uh, technique for elbows. He puts his hand or his forearm, his wrist area right on your face, and then he kind of slides it off, and the elbow comes right down. There's really no defending it. It's so quick. He cuts everybody, man. I mean, Shabazian's face was a mess. Heinz's face was a mess. When he fought this Manier dude in Aris FC1, his face was it was bad, man. He had cuts everywhere from his t- two elbows. Um, Josh Parmesan headlined that card. Shout out to Josh Parmesan, dude. I fucking <clears throat> love that guy. Um, you know, watching some of his other fights, um, or at least like highlights back in the day and other organizations, he's, he's come a long way. Uh, Imafov has, I have some worries about his, I have some worries about worries about his, uh, striking defense. And I think Buckley might be able to, you know, he's quick and he hits hard. We've seen what, we've seen, uh, what Buckley can do, but we've also seen him hurt. I don't think he has great cardio. I don't think he has great defense. I know he looked a lot better in the Dariah fight, which I faded him quickly and i was regretting that five like 10 seconds in i was like uh-oh the ride is uh already getting punched in the face <clears throat> so but you know the al hassan fight was close I, i've never been a big buckley fan i know he can do some crazy things obviously the kasaganai and jordan wright those two yeah. knockouts those were easy money well the jordan wright one was some I mean, of the easiest money yeah, ever I, you know i think i lost money on that i was so distraught <laughs> probably had the first round that's why yeah exactly um but I think Imavov, much better grappler and wrestler if he really wants to take it there. I think he should because I think he would just be able to expose him fucking quick and get him in like a... a he, has, he has awesome front chokes, bravo chokes, all these other chokes. He can do a lot. He almost had Shabazian out of there with multiple guillotines, but Shabazian, you know, he, great grappler and he just wasn't dying. He wasn't tapping. That wasn't happening. So uh, give me Imavov sub maybe late, I think. Maybe he takes advantage of Buckley's gas tank. Imavov sub, is that the official prediction? Yes, sir. Wow, putting it on there plus five hundred. Yep, that'll be an intestinal parlay for sure. We're trying to be we're trying to be rich forever, ladies and gentlemen. That that's the only goal on this podcast. Rich forever, not even some money that's gonna get us through to the next week. No, we want to be rich for fucking ever. Here's another favorite of the podcast, Benoit Saint Denis. He's fighting this weekend in his hometown or his homeland of France. Shouldn't uh, shouldn't say his hometown. Against Gabriel Miranda, who has a sick fucking mustache in his picture. He is a plus 250, 210, uh, you know, swinging back and forth between those two spots. Uh, underdog to Benoit Saint-Denis, who is a minus 300, 280, as low as 265 uh, favorite here in this one. Uh, what do you like here, Ty? Give me... Hmm. I don't. I, uh, let me. Uh, if, while you think about it, I'll just tell you. I don't really like 
uh, anything specifically here. Uh, you're talking about a guy who's coming off of his big rear naked choke win at Face the Danger 23 uh, <laughs> last October against Diego. I was there for that. Squiera, Squiera, who was five and five. So and he, and he subbed him in a minute. So uh, he also fought another face to danger uh, a, a month before that against a guy who was three and one. So this guy's basically just fighting whoever he can. Fought in Brave FC. Fought face to danger again. Uh, Pancrease. He got uh, he he lost. He got TKO'd by Wagner Roca, which we've talked about him on here before. Yeah, we actually have. That's uh, which is disgusting. Uh, he he's a big time yeah. grappling guy, but. He lost that Magomedov dude in Bellator. Ahmed, I think his name is. Yes. And Benoit Saint-Denis is a guy who took a religious beating from Aleski Dos Santos. <laughs> that referee, I think we honestly... Has there been an investigation into like... He never refed again. Bet- <laughs> Seriously, he ne- like, you never saw him again. That was in Abu Dhabi. So the craziest part about that, in the third round, Mr. Saint-Denis was out here getting takedowns. Yeah. This dude... He's got heart. Special forces. I don't know if you've ever seen his Instagram... You should everybody out there go look at his Instagram. This dude is special forces in France. God He's my war. age, my age, three months younger, four months, three, three, four, five, three months younger. This dude is insane. He is. You can't kill him. I don't think he'll die. I think he's somebody who is probably never going to die. There's a couple of those people, and he's definitely one of them. It's insane. The thing about this Miranda dude, he has like a couple of guillotines. That's like kind of what he does, and if he doesn't get it. You know, he's pretty much done. Um, doesn't have great cardio. From what I've seen and what I've heard, he has, like, a very elite guillotine. So, the thing about Sandini is he's, you know, he'll, he'll leave his neck out there. He's done it before, but I don't think he'll tap. Like, yeah. and do people go to sleep from guillotines? I feel like not that often compared to, like, other things, you know? Um, Definitely can. Right. So, it's like... Is this guy going to die or not? I, I, I don't know, man. Um, I think he should probably be able to be better standing up. He's He also looks a lot better at 155. <clears throat> I don't know. He's just different, man. He's just different. I'm going to go stand the knee. I don't, I don't really want to bet on him at minus 300, though. You know, I feel like he, has, he still has some gaps. He's only 26. He still has some uh, advancing to do. And this dude, if nothing else, has been around. He's, he's experienced, but I don't think he's that good. I'm putting Saint Denis. Oh my bad. I'm putting Saint Denis minus one thirty-five inside the distance on the card. Just for All everyone right. out there, uh, I I, don't, I just feel like yeah, like you said though, this guy's kind of a one-trick pony, and I don't like his recent level of competition. Hasn't fought in almost a year. I've seen Saint Denis get hit with hammers and just all these crazy things, and he still keeps fighting. And I imagine he'll be prepared for the grappling of uh, Gabriel Miranda. So. Give me that. Uh, Khalid Taha, one of your favorites, against Christian Quinones. Quinones? Quinones is probably how it's said. This is a 135 battle. Uh, we got right down the middle here. Minus 110, minus 110. Uh, some people are leaning towards Quinones being the underdog. Uh, I don't know what I like here. What do you like? I, I don't I let me just tell you, I'm not a huge fan of Mr. Taha, that's for sure. No, and I think he's probably off the juice too, you know. Like You think you like know, he I, he's the cycle's done? Yeah, probably. What is he? Twenty nine, so I guess he still has some just listen, yeah, he's had some tough fights. I uh, you know, I think the Bruno Silva fight was tough. Um Barcelos is you know, he's a killer, man. And Morozov, at least that fight looked like a killer. Um 
I remember he knocked out Boston Salmon in 25 seconds. Oh yep. man, that, that was, was wild. That, that was great. I heard people were talking about Boston Salmon. I'm like, just because of his name alone, I think I'm going to fade him. And yeah, 25 seconds, boom, boom, got boom, boomed. Um, Good night, Boston. Yeah, see ya. I don't. Yeah, I don't love Khalid Taha, but I don't. I don't like this Christian Canonis kid. I I saw him fight that regional scene fight or uh, the Contender Series fight against the um the Chinese fella um, Long Long uh, Long, Long Zhao. Zhao or yeah Long Zhao Zhao Long and he lost he dropped around to him and that dude stunk he was really bad I mean if you want to see somebody whose record is full of just fake wins look at his and he has seven losses <laughs> so I, I you know I don't love I don't love this Canonius kid I think if you really want to beat Khalid Taha you have to you have to grapple him you have to wrestle him he struggles with grapplers heavy. Um, this is not, I don't think this Canonius kid is a big grappler really. Um, so yeah, give me, give me a Khalid Taha money line. I think honestly, you know, I, I never thought I'd really have to take a Khalid Taha money line bet, but if it's like even money, it's on Bavada, it's minus, uh, minus 120. I don't use that wretched site anymore, but, uh, if I did, I would definitely take Khalid Taha. And we're getting, I'm giving you DraftKings odds here, guys. So I usually, I go for oh, brother, either. I just, I go for one of the lower of the like the well-known uh, websites, and I'm giving us one ten here, one ten. Khalid Taha money line. Take it to the bank. Take it to the bank, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, just for the record, when we bet these minus one ten or anything more than that, it's basically like say we would bet uh, Jordan minus one fifty. We're gonna bet fifteen to win ten. In, in the theory of keeping track of it. So just so everyone knows out there, that's how I'm going to keep track of the units and the wins, losses, and all that for everyone out there who really gives a fuck. So here we are. The end of the road. We did it our way. And this is it. Aileen Perez, Stephanie Egger. Stephanie Egger is a big-time favorite here, minus 245, 275, 260, as high as 300 on FanDuel. FanDuel's wilding today. Uh, Aileen Perez, plus 210. You said you had a lot to say about this, so I will give the floor to you. Yeah. Uh, I'm going big Stephanie Egger here. I would even take that money line. I know it's minus 250 here on Bovada. Um She's If you feel confident on anything this weekend, like anything, you can just put it uh, – Put her in a parlay with it, and it'll it'll hit. <clears throat> Seriously, I think she smokes this girl. I don't know how how she loses. This would be like one of the biggest surprises for me ever. Uh, this chick would have had a much better time with uh, Zara Farron if she fought her, but he, she probably would have lost to her too. And that chick stinks. Uh, they just tried to get her because she's French. Um. <laughs> so I saw. I watched this girl fight. So she fought. Uh, this chick named Tamiris Vidal, who is fighting Ramona Pascal coming up somehow. I don't know how that chick made it to the UFC, but they fought in this like gym in like this three by three octagon, if that's what even you want to call it. It was insane. Smallest cage I've ever seen. Um, and this Perez chick, I mean, she, she, she's definitely going to wrestle and that's like kind of her thing. She's like a strong, relentless wrestler, but She's not that great as, you know, like she, she had some struggles with this Vidal chick taking her down <laughs> and she had, she, so she lost by illegal knees. She hit her low in the, um, in the area twice, or maybe three times. And she was so confused at how she got DQ'd before that she got warned and she got, I, I don't know if she got a point taken off, but she got 
uh, warned and positions lost because she was grabbing the glove, elbowing her in the butt, which wasn't allowed, I guess, and an eye poke. And then she got disqualified for uh, kneeing a grounded opponent. Also. Uh, or that's not why she got disqualified. She got in trouble for kneeing a down opponent. She got warned for like six things. It was the biggest joke ever. I wasn't sure what I was watching. And that was like last year. Like, <laughs> I, can't, I can't take this chick serious, you know? It's such a joke. So give me Stephanie Egger. Uh, do you like a prop here? Are you going? You're just going laying the juice. I think Stephanie Egger should should armbar her, even if she ends. Even if this chick got Stephanie Egger on her back, I think Egger would throw up an armbar and fucking snatch it up. She is. I mean, remember she went the distance with fucking Gabby Garcia and uh, ADCC. That was in 2019. Gabby Garcia is like six two two fifty. That's not a, that's not a person. And she had her on her back. Stephanie Egger didn't. She didn't get submitted or anything. Went to the uh, dis, uh, decision or whatever. Like. This chick's legit, man. Like those hip as soon as she gets in the clinch, one little misstep and she's tossing you. Like it's gonna happen. She tossed she she happened to Myra Buena Silva. She just ended up tapping or not tapping her. Nobody still knows what happened. I don't know. She's gonna roll here. She's gonna smoke this chick. This chick literally got warned for like seven things in a fight. It was insane. It was and and she like I don't know if you've seen her on Twitter, this Eileen Perez chick, but she like thinks she's like Conor McGregor. Oh she's like 38 one and one the real ones know like what does that mean is that like your combined record of be- beating cab drivers and mcdonald's drive-through employees like you know where where's you say she's from uruguay uruguay no it says she's born in argentina, argentina. sorry yeah come on bro uh, yeah she's argentinian yeah she's a fucking fraud um she's gonna get smoked here she is not good she likes to twerk in fights though so all right well I hope that works out for her while Stephanie Edgar is judo throwing her and fucking. She's gonna toss her on her head head and like kill her or something. It's gonna be bad. Do you think she? I I don't like inside the distance, so I'm just gonna bet. I think she armbars her. I like your sub sub straight up with you. And we have a lot of the same bets here. I have a couple more than you, but for the most part, we're riding. We're riding into the war together, Ty. So we are. Ready to go. The only one we kind of separated on was the your cousin and Kopilov, the the Cherico, Mike the Mike Cherico uh, fight. Mike Cherico, yeah, shout out Mike Cherico. Mike Cherico, if you're listening. Uh, yeah, um, that's the only thing we separated on. Other than that, we're riding, we're riding together. We're riding. What do you think of this? Um, rowing the boat. What do you think of this four legger? All right. All right. Let me hear it. Let me let me add the fourth leg first. <laughs> I'm on three legs. I'm not on four yet. Hold on. All right. Um, I can't really find it. There it is. Uh, hold on. Actually, let's just do this. Let's do this one. All right. Jordan inside the distance. Agra submission. Imavov submission. 50 to win. 2100. Wow. It's not giving me a Tesla necessarily, but it's helping me out for a lot of things. Yeah, dude. It's nice drug money if that's what you're into. Uh, you know, hundreds win four four thousand. That's I like that. You get something off Wayfair. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Whatever you're into, yeah. Whatever you're into. Uh, I know we have a couple boxing matches this weekend. We do. We got Andy Ruiz and uh, Luis Luis Ortiz, right? Yeah, it's on. Listen, it's it's, it's a pay per view, which is um just gross, but. You know, do we pay for pay-per-views around here? We absolutely do not. So, you know, 
I will be tuned in for that. Honestly, I think it's gonna be a pretty good fight. Uh, I I think Andrew Ruiz is a big favorite. I believe maybe not big, but like minus four hundred. Yeah, minus four hundred, three hundred in some of these. I don't love that at all. Like you know, this guy. I don't think he's. I don't think he's that great. And um, you know, Ortiz is. He's 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 definitely about fifty, sixty years old, but he's still got that Cuban boxing style. Um, he still has some really good power in his left. Um. Ruiz is going to want to fight on the inside, but that's kind of going to work against him. You know, I can see Ortiz winning, but it's supposed to. We're, they're setting it up for be uh, Andy Ruiz win this fight, and then eventually maybe take on Deontay Wilder in a big money fight. I think he goes to sleep in that one, though. Well, who who does uh, Andy? Andy Ruiz? Yeah, I don't. <laughs> I don't think he's going to make it out. Um, if he if he ends up getting Wilder, but that'd be a huge money fight. I mean, this is going to be a big money fight. It's that Crip crypto.com arena in la oh our favorite uh, the, the infamous um and uh there's actually a really good undercard too isa cruz in 135 he's he fought he's fought a couple guys he's fighting eduardo ramirez uh isa cruz gave gervonta davis a tough fight abner morris very sad but he is still fighting um <laughs> he he's a legend in his, in his own right i mean remember he uh, knocked out ponte de leon oh, <laughs> what's so funny just how you came in after Maris. Uh, very it's sad. sad like, I thought you were going to say he like, he like passed away. You're like, nah, he's just still fighting. You know, like he shouldn't, he should not be out there. He shouldn't be doing this, but yeah, he should, know. he shouldn't be. He was, he was done like five years. He hasn't fought in four years since he fought Leo Santa Cruz in the rematch of the first fight, which he didn't win. And he got, he got beat down pretty badly in the rematch. It's been four years since he was supposed to fight Javante Davis. That would have been bad. Um, He's taking on Miguel Flores. He's a favorite. Yeah, he should, probably should be. He's taking on Miguel Flores, who almost just lost to um, that fucking... I forget his name. Some some Mexican guy who was really bad. I forget his record. He was like... Luis May? 15, he was like 15 and 30. Well, I got the last... It was on the char- it was on, yeah, it was on the Charlo card. Miguel Flores almost lost to this dude, so... Um, <laughs> was this in 2019? No, it was it was this year. It was last year. Oh, this is the last one to have one here. That's crazy. Deal Ogan? That's who Flores last fought, I believe. That's a crazy name. Yeah, and he almost lost. He's got 15 and 25. So give me Abner Mars in that. Abner Mars, just, he's a shell of himself. It's pretty sad to see. I mean, we saw it last week with, um, I guess Pedraza didn't look that shot, but there's, there's a lot of guys in boxing that just don't know when they give it up. Uh, we also have anything else? Anything else? Charles Martin, the big-time former heavyweight prospect, is getting back in there. Charles Prince Martin. He actually had a belt at one point, which is so funny. Um, he lost to Luis Ortiz last time he got in there on New Year's Day. Uh, so we'll see what he can do. I mean, he looks like a good fighter some days, and then he looks like you know, a, a trash man. So uh, we'll see what he can do. That's going to be a pretty good card. Fox Sports 1, 9 o'clock, it starts. My bad. I totally just completely zoned out right there. We're I know you're. These. I know you're ordering the pay per view now. Yeah, so. dude. I, I'm literally on the phone with Fox right now, trying to figure out how to get my account back up. <laughs> so that's. I mean, uh, do you have anything else you'd like to? I mean, we have a, a big. Uh, well, not a big, but a, a pay per view card next week. Uh, Diaz and Chimaev. Uh, I'm tampering or. or, or taming my expectations for this card not because it's not like a great i don't know listen I, i'm gonna say one thing about it the main card looks sick i'll say that 
if not for anything, it's going to be fun and entertaining. I mean, a Rene Aldana is going to finish Macy Chase on. It's going to be a huge bet. I'm going to be on next week. Just to, giving you that away now. Sneak peek. She's going to smoke that fraud. I can't wait. Um, you got Johnny Walker against the Hulk. That's that's going to be something. I don't know what, but it's. <laughs> I think we know what's going to happen in this fight. Uh, the, uh... But do we, though? I either one could go to sleep. Yeah. This could time. be listen, I've been talking about the first double knockout in UFC history. This could be it. This should be it. Uh, I hope Mike Beltron's the ref. <laughs> and I have no reason for that. I just hope that he's the guy that has to deal with this. If he has to tell one of these guys that they can't kick the other in the dick, <laughs> it's gonna be so fucking funny. Or her or have Herb do you it. You can't do that. Somebody yeah. Dude, when that guy was yelling at somebody in Brazilian, like in Portuguese, <laughs> I was like, whoa, man. He's 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 a monster. If he has to yell at Johnny Walker, that's gonna be a great conversation. I saw a video of him like buying a mariachi band for his wife or something like that. I was like, I, why is this popping up on my feed? What, this uh, is what we want to see, huh? Kevin Holland and D Rod, like you said, it's gonna be a good, really good fight, honestly. Yeah. And Tony Ferguson and and Lee Jang Liang, I don't know what to think. So that's gonna be there's gonna be something weird happening in that fight. A lot of people are saying it's Tony's fight to win. A lot are saying he's going to die. I'm kind of in the middle. I think he might die too. It's at 170. But also, you know, Lee Jang Liang isn't a, you know, he's not a Hall of Famer. Tony Ferguson still has a little bit left. Maybe. Maybe. I, I, this is going to be a fight where I have to see them uh, looking at each other. Like, I have to see the stare yeah. off. I got to see how big, how much bigger Lee is than him. Uh, and if it's if it's enough to make sway me either way, Norma Dumont fighting on this card against your girl Danielle Wolf. Uh, anything about, Dan- you know about Danielle Wolf getting back in there against Shamil Abdul Rachmanov? He's out. They pulled him out. Oh, did they really? It's not Shamil anymore. It's um Anton Turkali. Turkali. So just a guy. <laughs> He's from the Contender Series, right? He's one of the guys that they signed, and I know they signed everyone every week. Dana cannot help himself. For that 10k to 10 10k show 10k to win contracts that he's given out, you know, I know oh, what he's I mean, doing. If you you're just able to sign uh, everyone to a vet minimum, then you would just uh, yeah. you know, you would do it. Why not, right? Uh, do you like Kevin Holland in that in that D Rod fight? That's an interesting fight. I think so, but he better he's probably gonna be better quicker not than him, right? He better not let us down here. This is a spot it's at where 180. To, for the record, yeah, it's a catch weight. Um. He has, he takes five steps forward and ten steps back. It seems like almost every uh every time he's out there. So he needs this for Huggy sure. Huggy Bear getting in there against Jake Collier. Yeah, I was gonna pretend like that wasn't on there, but it's on there. <laughs> yeah, oh, it's man. funny because they're ahead of Dawudu and Julian Arosin. That's gonna be a good it's fight. Disgusting. And so is Darren Weeks and Liness. Wow, we also have some KSW next week. Yeah, seventy four. You 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 already have that fucking purchase. Phil Def- it's Phil DeFreeze. Yeah, he's fight. He, he's the heavyweight champ over there. He was in the UFC like wow. 20, Darko's 000. fighting too. Darko Stosic, Tom yeah, Brees? and also Tom Breeze. Holy and, shit! And Emil Weber Meek. Oh no way, dude! KSW is fucking loaded, dude. <laughs> I'm saying, man, they're they're getting these guys. They're finding these guys from wherever. They got these guys. They know. got the cash cow and the poods, dude. That that like, <laughs> I couldn't imagine. I just heard Usman mention Emil Mech, I guess is how it's pronounced. Uh, he was talking them, about, right? yeah, Usman was talking about how there. No, he went to the de- uh, decision. Oh, okay. Usman was talking about two guys that just don't go away in fights. Right. Besides Leon Leon Edwards, it was Emil Mech. The guy just never. He was just not dying because you know he's from uh, I think Norway. 
Uh, he's also a, he literally has Viking blood, so he's like just a different person. Um, so yeah, shout out to KSW, dude. I'll be tuned in next Saturday on the tenth. Yeah, no, I won't be. I just want to let everyone know that ahead of time. I will not be watching that. I will see the highlights though. So, and I'll be looking forward to it. Uh, we're, we're right around the corner for some big fights, dude. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, but enjoy the fights this weekend. Make sure you cash all your bets. Uh, fade us if you want. Uh, talk some shit to me if you want as well. I always love that. Uh, but we will be back. We'll, we're keeping track of everything now. We will have record updates. Might even give out an award of some sort. Uh, by the end of this year, these last three months, we'll be giving out the 2022. Uh, we'll we'll name it the Herb Dean Award or something like that. We'll have to figure out something <laughs> for it. But the Steve like Mazzagatti pick Fuller. of the year. Oh, Seth Fuller. That's year, who we're bro. naming it after. <laughs> Seth Fuller. The Seth Fuller picker of the year. Yeah. <laughs> so we will get after that. But uh, thank you for joining us. Uh, this has been the Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast. We'll be back next week with two episodes. Maybe talk a little birds. Speaking of which, go birds. Go birds. <laughs>